tonight. Let it be low and brow. Which you don't have low and brow in that mug. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? You just have... Corona on ice. <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah, that did the track from it at all. You know why? Corona. From some far-flung corner of the globe. Wait. The globe is a sphere. How does it have a corner? Shut up. This is the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Now with even more Shivo and a few of their traveling friends. Each of them sharing stories of everyday experiences of travels around the world. Hello, vicarious travelers, and welcome to Brisbane, Australia. My name is Evo Terra, and along with my lovely wife, Sheila D., I thank you for following along with our travels around the world. Coming up on today's program, stories from Spain, Germany, Thailand, and Australia. Man, we pack them in there. But before we get started, hey everyone, happy Christmas, Merry New Year, and all of those sorts of things. Of course, in fact, if you are listening to this over the holidays, now, I understand that there is the delay factor, and you may not, so for you, I hope you had a good holiday, Shaka Khan, all those, whatever, Kwanzaa's, you know, you pick it. Hopefully it was happy for you, wherever you happen to be. We've been in Australia for two months now. Wow, two months, and it's coming to an end. Coming to an end. Uh, after two months of lovely, lovely Australia, we can't stay here anymore. They're ready to kick us out. So we're going back. Ready? Drum roll, please. What's happening to Evo and Shivo in 2016? Yeah, we're going back to Thailand. We really, really, really liked Thailand a lot. We liked Bangkok specifically a lot. All of Thailand, actually. But have decided that we're going to try to make Bangkok our home base. Probably. Probably. We know for a fact we're going to Bangkok. It's likely that Bangkok will become our home base, but if not, Bangkok makes for a great place to figure out from where we shall home base in 2016. So, 2016 will be the year of Southeast Asia, most likely Thailand, most likely Bangkok, but maybe not. You never know. We don't exactly know when and where and how that's happening. Um, so if you want to keep up with us and you think that there may be a better way than the podcast, <laughs> there is. Follow the website shivo.wtf or any of our social media channels from Facebook to the Twitters to Periscope to anything you would like. We will likely talk about what is happening with us as we get to Bangkok and transition from full-time travelers never know where we're going to be to expats now living abroad in Southeast Asia, Bangkok. Sounds like fun? Fun. Anyhow. All of that that I just talked about, back with the stories from Spain, Germany, Thailand, Austria, all of that. It starts right now on episode 8 of the second season of the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Where have you traveled this year? You just got off of a... Fantastic trip. I did. I was just in Chile. Um, I guess if I you want to, I, I was. I flew two days to get to where are we? Thailand right now. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm still a little bit brain dead. But um, let's see. This year, geez, I've been to Mexico, um, 
Turkey, Spain, Sweden, yeah. Portugal, uh, Croatia, Bosnia, Serbia, Bulgaria, Tur uh, Turkey again. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Chile wow. and Thailand. And Tomorrow, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. As you heard, Traveling Jackie really lives up to her name. Jackie. Travelingjackie.com. <laughs> I love it. I love it. If there's one place you probably don't want to spend the winter holidays, it's stuck in a train station in Germany that's in the middle of the countryside, and you don't speak the language. Spoiler alert, there is a happy Christmas ending. There is a myth uh -huh. that... Everyone in Germany speaks English. It's so not true. Like, people say that because, oh, yeah, you can get by. Like, everyone speaks English. Yeah. I mean, they're Germans. Like, they're Europeans right. learn English. You right. know, they're all multilingual, whatever. But there was one unfortunate night that my brother and I were traveling. This was in 2008. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was in 2005. I was living in Italy. And we had gone to Germany for Christmas because I have a kind of a sister there uh -huh. for an exchange from high school. Um, we went and had Christmas with her family. And then we had to get on a plane to go to Spain. Okay. And we had these flights. They were like, I don't know. We had already paid for them, 90 bucks or whatever. So we didn't want to miss these flights. Right. Like, we're in the middle of Germany. We have to get to Frankfurt. So our German family takes us to the train station and sees us onto the train that we had bought the tickets to get to Frankfurt. And about an hour later, this train stops, like, in this black town, like, this tiny little village. Yeah. We had no idea, A, where we were, B, why we were stopping, because we had <laughs> tickets through to Frankfurt. Right. And C, everyone got off the train. And we're like, uh, end of line, everyone off. We're like, what is going on? And nothing seemed to be wrong, either. Nothing yeah. seemed to be wrong. So here we are, trying to speak trying to ask anyone what's going on yeah no one on that train spoke a lick of English not a oh. word we could not communicate at all we couldn't get through to like yeah we had our tickets, tickets that said right. Frankfurt uh -huh. um, but we couldn't communicate at all and so I did the only thing I knew to do I called my sister a backup uh -huh. and I was like we're stuck, you know? Right. And it, there was there was no solution other than she had to get in her car with her dad and come and get us. So we had to figure out where we were, first of all. Right. Like, read the name of the train sign, you know, the sign. And it's like, you know, we knew we had gone about an hour. It's a four-hour track, trip, whatever. And um, so anyway, we knew they were on their way. So my brother and I go and, you know, we sit in the train station. It's it's. We just had Christmas, right? It was right. we had a white Christmas in Germany. It was snowing. It was freezing beautiful. outside. It was beautiful, but it's the middle of winter, like in <laughs> Germany, right? So we're inside, huddled by this heater thing, and this janitor comes by and like kicks us out. Yeah. So because it's late too, right. we it was like an overnight. So our flight was at like four a.m. One of those Ryanair flights right. that's like in the middle of the morning. So <laughs> this train was at a god awful time in the middle of the night. You know, so it's like midnight probably while we're, this wow. is all happening. So they're shutting the train station down. So we find the stairwell and we're like, okay, well at least we can sit in the stairwell. It was still indoors technically. Right. So then we got kicked out of the stairwell, and they made us sit outside. So. And everyone else had gone. Like, everyone was gone, except for this one random guy who kind of was, like, hanging back a little bit Which near us. You like, really which was nervous. totally weird. He was, like, this young guy. He didn't speak anything we spoke either. Yeah. So, you know, um, I don't know. He was just kind of around. 
Wow. That's important later. <laughs> but uh, so here we are sitting like shivering against this concrete wall, like next to each other, just freezing, just thinking like, when are they going to get here? What are we doing? How the yeah. heck did this happen? Like, what a waste of money. These tickets were like $90. These oh, train tickets yeah. were ridiculous. That was before I knew the secret to buying t- German train tickets, by the way. So for anybody listening, no, um, they're called Lender tickets, L-A-N-D-E-R. And you can travel in one region of Germany, up to five people on one ticket. Really? Secret tip for you. Um, Anyway, this car rolls up, and this guy gets out, and he comes over to us, and he's holding two things wrapped in foil and two hot cups, and he gives them to us. And we recognized him as someone from the train. Like, we never even exchanged... No words, no ticket, like nothing with him. But he recognized us from the train, and he obviously figured out that we were, like, stranded travelers. And we, honestly, like, we were... We were cold and hungry starving. and like those sad, oh. starving travelers like on the sidewalk, like yeah, at this dark train station in the middle of Germany where we didn't know where we were and it was snowing. <laughs> and he brings us this hot tea and they were like peanut butter sandwiches. It was so simple, right? Mm-hmm. And we were so grateful and I think we probably knew how to say danke, like, right. you know, and so we thanked him profusely and it was amazing because we still weren't able to communicate with each other. Right. You know, and he came and he just gave us these things and and kind of, you know, wished us well however he could. Right. I mean, he probably spoke a couple words to us, but that was it. We couldn't communicate with him. And he left. And it was just... What my a brother, sweet yeah. thing. And especially yeah. around the holidays. Yeah, but, well, I mean, I, I don't know. There must have been... It, there was something in him that obviously saw that we were just, you know, these poor, <laughs> stranded people. And um, we call him now, my brother and I still call him, the good Deutschman. Oh. <laughs> Because he just, you know, showed mercy on us. But it got us through. Like, it, yeah. just, it really kind of renewed our hope. And I don't know, stranger. I know that's kind of cliche to say. No, those I stories are the best, you yep. know. And, and then, so my sister and her dad show up. Yeah. And this random dude, like, gets in the car with us. Which, so we must, we must have been not the only ones who didn't understand what was going on. Right. It was so funny, though, because we ended up driving to Frankfurt in the middle of the night and uh, we made it we got to the train station in time to catch the you know shuttle out to the airport whatever and the sad thing is they got a flat tire in the rain on the Autobahn on the way home which is so sad but um Anyway, wow. the, the, the good moral was, was about the good man who brought us hot tea and sandwiches in the middle of the night. I yeah. love that story. Oh, that's and since awesome. then, I have started learning German. Like, I can absolutely talk my way out of that conversation. Because you that, are not going right to get now. stuck again. Yeah, no, and what's one more language, right? Right. Yeah, no. right. So I still have it. That was the day that I decided I'm learning German next. And so I started. <laughs> Hey, honey, welcome to Brisbane. Welcome to Brisbane. We've been here for a while. Hey, so listen, I thought it might be a good idea for us to talk about the fact that we have been to three continents thus On this trip. Yeah, having lived in the fourth one, that only leaves three, one, two, three, we haven't been to. Right. We've not been to South America, we've not been to Antarctica, and we've not been to Africa. I want to go to Africa and South America. Yeah, so do I. Not part of this conversation. Okay. This conversation, I have a single question for you, and that is, of the three new countries we have visited, Europe, Asia... 
and Australia now. Yes. I want to talk about what's your favorite thing you have experienced in each of those places. I thought about doing this by country, but 14 countries is a lot. We'd be here for forever. So the way this will work is you will tell me your favorite. We'll talk about the favorite, and then I'll tell you my favorite. Which continent would you like to start with? Let's start with Europe, because that's where we started. All right. We shall begin with Europe. My favorite thing about Europe was that you could travel throughout it and get to places easily and in comfort relatively easily. Oh, you're, so you mean the fact that we visited, oh gosh, how many countries? Well, France, One, Denmark, Denmark, Brussels, Sweden, Brussels, Germany, four, Germany, four, Spain, S- Spain, Italy, Italy. So six countries. Yeah. And all of them were moronically simple to get through yeah. because of transportation systems? Transportation systems, Thanks, yeah. trains, you're yeah. awesome. Yeah, and they as, were comfy. Yeah, super comfy trains, as well as uh, relaxed borders right. across all those, with the exception of the U.K. Well, yeah, because the U.K. is a little different. Right, it's with separate. the exception of the U.K., that one was the one country not in the Schengen area. We actually had to go through Border Patrol for yep. them or the border agents or la migra but it, as we refer to them but it's really easy yeah it was pretty simple straightforward yeah. and easy so yeah so your favorite thing about europe is ease of transportation yeah that makes sense to me yeah so i could see my if i lived there i could see myself traveling a oh yeah lot. yeah that's why most people who live i'm i'm saying most people many people who live in europe it, you know lots of different countries right it's probably relatively uncommon for you to only right. stay in one. I'm guessing so. All right. What do you like about Europe? I'm assuming you want to continue with Europe. Europe, my favorite thing about Europe, without a doubt, was the food. Oh, okay. The food in Europe is amazing. What, I mean, What was your favorite then? Packed into a continent the size of New England, I'm guessing. I haven't actually done the math. There are a myriad of food choices there. But hands down, my favorite food, my favorite country to get food in in Europe, Spain. Oh, I knew that was coming. Yeah. But what, what's your favorite food out of all the places we were there in Europe? What what stands out to you more than anything else? I, I don't know that a particular dish stands out to me. I mean, I I think that cheapens the experience to narrow it down to just one. I don't know. I think thing. you really like the hooves that you had. Oh yeah. <laughs> The manos de minister, or something like that. <laughs> which that they tried to give me. <laughs> translates to the hands of the minister, which is really roasted pig's feet. That's disgusting. That we had for free for ordering a one euro beer in Galicia in Spain. Yes. Wow. So good. Yeah, Europe, totally the food. Next, Australia or Asia? Uh, well, let's go to Asia next All because right. that's where we went next. Sure, stay linear. I actually I have two things. Can I do two things? It's our show, so I can do two things. <laughs> go. So the first thing, I really like the street food. So you're saying food in Southeast Asia. But yes. particularly, you're talking about street food. Yes. All right. And then I I like it for two reasons. It's tasty. Yes. And it's super cheap. Yes. And then my next reason that Can I, we back up for just a quick second? 
Yes. You're picking something <laughs> that is your favorite that chances are... I can always eat. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah, it exactly. But when I can, it's really good. Okay. <laughs> Making sure we understood that. Yep, yep. Veggies. And then, but the other reason I really like it, <laughs> it's kind of central to everything. You can travel easily <laughs> everywhere. Oh, there's a reason you like being in Southeast right. Asia. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's good for Southeast Asia. That's not necessarily for good for Asia all over the continent. But right. you're right. Being in Southeast Asia, is, is central access to everywhere is, is kind of nice. Right. Kind of nice. Yeah, I'm with you on the street food. Street food is pretty miraculous. Yeah. We have food trucks in America uh, and other than that, street food, yeah, there's the occasional guy with a hot dog stand, but it's not right. not the norm. In Southeast Asia, particularly in Thailand and Vietnam. Um, it's everywhere. It's what you do. Right. It's fantastic. It's great. It's very filling. It's wonderful and super cheap. Nope. It's cheaper to eat out on the street than it is to eat at home. Quite often, that is the case. I agree with you right there. All right. So what's your favorite? My favorite thing about Southeast Asia, Asia, but then Southeast Asia particularly, right. is the bum gun. What? The ass blaster. Oh. <laughs> the fact that you may not wipe your ass in Southeast Asia. Instead, you use the same nozzle that you listening in America use to blast the food off of your dishes in your sink. In Southeast Asia, we use that to do the same exact thing, except to your lower extremities. I the knew. bum gun. I knew I should have been concerned when you brought this up. The bum gun. <laughs> the bum gun is awesome. You I know how much money you save on toilet paper? Because you're no longer using it to wipe your ass. You use it to dry your ass. I cannot believe this is what we're talking about. I'm telling you. Why don't we have this everywhere? Why is this not attached to every toilet everywhere? Okay. We're moving on. Australia. <laughs> okay. I like the cute, cuddly animals. The what? <laughs> the cute, cuddly animals. The cute, cuddly animals. Yes. But you care to elaborate on the cute, cuddly animals in Australia, <laughs> where everything is trying to kill you. Specifically, what cute and cuddly animals do you like? So the koala I held earlier was super cute. The koala you held from the place that Sanctuary. actually keeps koalas and lets tourists hold them was cute. Super cute. Super cute koala. And, now, and, and the kangaroos. That ate the kangaroos out of my hands. that let you eat out of their hands. That again, and the were... ones that were on the beach that I got to take pictures up in. Right. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. These are these are all cute animals. I would uh, challenge our listeners to, before you <laughs> assume that the animals of Australia are cute <laughs> and cuddly, cute though they may be, not so sure. Cuddly. Do a quick search on the YouTube for the koala chasing the ATV. <laughs> Which is super funny. Super funny. <laughs> but I wouldn't have wanted to be on the ATV. Yeah. Not yeah, at I all. I don't think so. Yeah, but I still like the animals. Okay. Oh, and the box jellyfish. Again. Not cuddly. 
No, that one's not, not cuddly. Not okay. But super All right. cute. All right. And uh, yours, honey? Side boob. Oh, <laughs> I <Best>, knew. <laughs> best, best thing about Australia is that many of the ladies here are unfortunately dressed. And unfortunately, unfortunately dressed. And uh, I mean, that means that the way that they wear their dress is unfortunate. <laughs> Lots of side boobage. It's fortunate for you. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those things like, wow, you left the house like that, huh? <laughs> OK. Wow. You are an old man now. No, no, no. I, I am not complaining. I am making an observation <laughs> that there's a significant amount of side boob. Here. So has all of the side boob been attractive? Yes, and on the whole, side boob is good. Right. Now, side boob equals. Now good. the majority of the side boob we've seen has been up at the beach area, not so much in the city. But last night, I would say at the cricket match, we did see. That was the rare front side <laughs> boob. Front side I, boob is, I mean, usually you get, you get you know, side boob from the outside. You don't, you don't get it from the inside front boob. Right. That was a little weird, but. And she had to have tape. Yeah. Holding that down. Right. So. God's bless her. <laughs> I think she was too young for you. Likely so. Our favorite stories from around the world. There you go, people. Um, Sheila, to recap it again, likes the food in Thailand or in Southeast Asia. I like the food in Europe. She likes the transportation in Europe. And in Southeast Asia. You like the transportation in Southeast Asia? I like how easy it is. Oh, because it's centrally located. Right. I get that. I get that too, yeah. And uh, she likes cute, cuddly animals and I like cute, cuddly side boob. (laughs) And that's the show. We have some exciting news. I've been selected as one of 12 finalists for the Art of Building Photography Competition. The judges received thousands of photos and pared it down to a mere 12. A photo I took in Copenhagen is one of those finalists. Now it's a popularity contest and I need your vote. If I win, I get 3,000 pounds, which equates to a little more than 4,000 US dollars. Please take a moment, it really does only take a moment, and vote. Go to shivo.wtf slash vote. Thanks in advance. Because it's the holidays and because we're moving to Bangkok next week, this is the last show of 2015. We'll be back the first week of January, maybe with a few surprises for you. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for all the music used in this episode. For Evo Terra, I'm Sheila D. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Funding for this podcast and all the great content Shivo produced is made possible by listeners just like you. Visit shivo.wtf slash postcards to pledge your support and get a handwritten postcard each month as they travel abroad. Additional funding provided by Travelsmith inspiring people to go places they've never been, and keeping Shivo looking smart and well-outfitted on their journey. And if you want to travel the world, it's cheaper than you think. Visit shivo.wtf, how appropriate, for more details 
and click on the house sitting link to find out exactly how they afford to travel the world in style. See you next time on the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Oh,